Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me discord. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Push the Roll, a low-prep, dialogue-only actual play series that incorporates ideas from our Patreon posse into the game as the story develops. Join up at patreon.com slash to contribute. And enjoy the madness. Well, the year is 1986, and the action for this takes place in Detroit, Michigan. Your characters are all members of... I don't know whether you'd want to call it a band. Maybe labels like that don't necessarily apply, or whether it's more of a collective, or whatever you decide to call yourselves. But you are a network of industrial musicians who have come together to create something new. I think we'll start things off with you looking for a new rehearsal space, having been kicked out of your previous one because of the god-awful fucking noises you make. (laughs) But before we get into your new rehearsal space, let's introduce the characters. Do you want to start us off, Cap? I am C.C. Ogre, kind of the the heart of the band, you know, the rhythm section. (laughs) I play the electronic drums and I use a TR-808 to do that. But I also have a a Commodore 64. So I've got like a pretty (laughs) impressive rig. So the space is really important to me because this is temperamental. So I need need a space that's going to have reliable electricity and good acoustics and enough space for all my shit. But as far as my physical characteristics, I am kind of skeletal, very thin, about 5'8", kind of average height, angular features. I have messy gray hair that I've dyed jet black because I think I'm, at least relative to the musicians, I think I'm a little bit older. I wear makeup to cover up wrinkles, but also because I like doing that. I have like a big curl for my bangs in the front. 
Today, I'm wearing a mustard-colored shirt with a thin black vest and a bolo tie. You know, it changes all the time. Fashion is evolving. It's experimental. So just always trying to find something new. But really just want to fit in with the younger set in the industrial music crowd. Okay, and how about you, Rena? My name is Bonnie Clive. You have no idea if this is Bonnie's actual name or if that's just the name they picked. Bonnie is very tall and angular and does not wear any makeup whatsoever. Wears tattered baggy jeans and oversized t-shirts and flannels and usually some kind of beanie covering the fact that they have a buzz cut. They are very quiet. They don't trust anybody. They are very mistrustful, especially of authority figures, which will be great with a band manager. And (laughs) they're very much the anarchist. No one knows where they live or what they do in the times when they're not playing with the band, but you probably don't want to know. And then Wes, who are you playing? Hi, I'm Blaine Kirkpatrick. In the Mm. band, I play the theremin and the guitar. I I love music, and it's the only way I'm comfortable expressing myself is really when I'm acting out with a theremin. It really lets me get into my physicality. I'm six foot five, 170 pounds, so I'm kind of a beanpole. But I love sound, and I, I play with the guitar and the theremin with many different interfaces and amplifications. I'm recently starting to come out of my shell, (laughs) just a little bit. My parents are high society, and they never understood me, but they do bankroll my lifestyle. You probably see me, I'm more comfortable in t-shirts that are three sizes too big, and some ripped up jeans and a beanie. Thank you. (laughs) I want to change my intro. (laughs) <laughs> I don't understand what's funny <laughs> I'm just telling you who I am and my truth <laughs> Oh lord Oh god <laughs> There's no such thing as objective truth, Blaine <laughs> I mean, you're right, I said that's why I said my truth <laughs> The truth is the music, Blaine, you know that Bridget, do you want to tell us about your character and their role in all this? Oh, my God. Collectively, we're 200 pounds, the three of us together, I think. (laughs) I don't know who's more annoyed, Bridget or her character. Okay. (laughs) I am playing Minnie Danvers. This is a five foot five tiny black woman who stands and walks around like she's seven foot three. (laughs) <laughs> she is constantly seen in one of four or five different sets of the suspender type of pants with a button-down shirt. She always has a briefcase or a clipboard on her. The one thing that you guys know about Minnie is she always looks at her watch and has time today. The reason why we're probably being kicked out of our last rehearsal studio, she's handsy and she has a really low tolerance for <laughs> dumb shit. 
and for disrespect. So there's a really good chance she probably slapped yes. the landlord or something adjacent to that if they said something <laughs> slick to one of you guys. But like, guys, she was born in the 20s. She was raised in the 30s, went through the 40s, wasn't impressed by the 50s, didn't give a damn about the 70s, hated the 80s right now. But she's a good entertainment manager. Her husband is a retired boxer. They live here in Detroit. She was his manager. Yes. Until he retired and she... Re- Goodbye, Cup. <laughs> I don't know. I think Wes has a shot at going first in this one. <laughs> Low tolerance for bullshit. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her character. She's trying to get away from her husband before she kills him. So she's back on the road right now with you guys. I love your character. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I think this is what we need in a manager, right? Because we're probably all passive aggressive. Oh, for sure. There's no way any of us are going to be like, yeah, our rate, we want 25% of the door. You'll take a Bud Light. Okay. (laughs) That sounds good. Thank you. All right. I think it's fair to say that this group isn't necessarily Minnie's main source of income. I can't imagine <laughs> that they get that many high-profile gigs. They may have a recording contract, but it's certainly not going to be with a big label. This is the band she uses to get away from her husband for four or five nights a week. It's fine. <laughs> this band is single-handedly saving her marriage. <laughs> As I said, you've been kicked out of your last rehearsal space. There may have been a number of factors there. The god-awful noise you make possibly played a role. It sounds like, yes, maybe Minnie lost her temper with the wrong person. And also, the problem with rehearsal spaces is that they cost money. Except one of you has found an abandoned factory that has got great acoustics that you can use as a rehearsal space for free because it's abandoned. So how has Blaine found the burnt-out but still somehow structurally sound shell of Benway Industries? So sometimes I walk around and I'm searching for inspiration, like for my next solo theremin album is going to be called Challenger Schmellinger. Where I play with the futility of space exploration and why we would take an educator and detonator. Educator detonator is probably going to be the lead track. (laughs) I stumbled upon this space because seven feral cats ran out of it. And I was like, oh, hey, kitty. And then I went inside. And you wouldn't believe the echo. Guys, we got to go check it out. Did you say solo album, Blaine? Look, you can't control what I do with my 8-track in my apartment, okay? (laughs) I've got a reel-to-reel and I'm going to fucking use it. No, I'm just trying to understand everyone's priorities because I thought we were all on the same page that we were going to be like the next skinny puppy. Sometimes, like, we have to stretch ourselves creatively. I'm not trying to break the band up. It's like if I can't sleep, I'll record. I'm not doing anything taken away from band time. Fuck. Don't try to tell him what he can do, Cece. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, are, are we going to um, rename the band since Jackson left? What, we can't be the Jackson 5 anymore? <laughs> We're the Jackson 5 mini. Our manager's the fifth. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, what are we thinking? Uh, do we want to 
pick the band name? What if we were called Three's Company? I think it's better that to not have a name personally. How about you guys keep the name that you have until my contract ends? Is that an option? Let's do that. That would be a great option for everyone. That sounds good, Minnie. Um, whatever you say, yeah. Thank you, sweetheart. Jackson 5? I, I thought it was new teeth. I went with Jackson Clown. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want Jackson to feel like we're trying to deprecate him in his absence. I hope he dies. We all do, but I mean publicly. <laughs> you're having this conversation while you're walking through this fairly desolate industrial area. There are boarded up warehouses and factories all around. The roads are cracked and there are green shoots growing up through them. You haven't seen anyone else for a while, but every now and then you do hear sounds from some of the boarded up buildings that suggest that maybe someone's in there or maybe there are some very large rats around here. Blaine is leading you towards this particularly large looking factory. Most of the windows are smashed out. The roof looks half caved in. You can see there's fire damage on it. But it does seem to be largely clear of undergrowth, and there's a, a nice set of uh, loading bay doors, you reckon, that you can just walk through. Isn't it beautiful? Yes. This is boss. Uh, call it CC Music Factory. I'll cut you. <laughs> <laughs> Also, they're not a thing until 1992. <laughs> Who's not a thing? My name's Cece. I just want to call it Cece Music Factory. Oh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Blaine drops acid and can see into the future. <laughs> it's the DMT. Yeah, I've been in the DMT cave. What time's Minnie supposed to be here, Blaine? She's with us right now. Oh, hey, Minnie. <laughs> What do you think of the space that Blaine found? It's nice, right? The glare that she's giving you right now, Cece. You just lost the top two layers of your soul to this glare she's giving you. I love throwing your characters under the bus. Well, Cece, I think Blaine found a rehearsal space that is directly in our budget. So bravo, Blaine. Yeah, it's free. Right in your budget line. <laughs> All property should be free. Damn straight. Tell that to my dad. Minnie, I can carry my equipment the rest of the way, but, you know, thanks for bringing it this far. She looks behind her as <laughs> if you might be talking to whoever is standing behind her because it couldn't be her. And she is carrying nothing other than her briefcase. <laughs> he realizes at that point that the equipment's like back at the house. <laughs> Blaine, did you did you grab my stuff and put it in the van? I'm not responsible for anybody but myself. That's what I've been working on lately. Right, Blaine. Damn right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you've internalized this finally. Listen up, we were working on it. I mean, we're a work in progress. That's why it's called recovering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be fun. Let's go. 
Oh, look, I actually brought my things. Let's let's go inside. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I think it's those pills Blaine gave me. He said it was ephedra, but <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> that wasn't ephedra. I'm sorry. It was, mm, it was Finnergan. It's a really heavy painkiller. Are you okay? Yeah, I feel great, actually. Thank you. I bet you do. All right, well, let's let's do a sound check. Let's go set up. So, yeah, you got the concrete stairs to the loading dock area. And like I say, the doors there, someone's levered them open at some stage. They would like this when Blaine found the place. And inside, considering the fire damage on the outside, the inside looks surprisingly intact. Like I say, the roof has caved in in a couple of places, and there's a bit of water damage. There's the inevitable pigeon shit over everything. There's weeds growing inside through the cracked concrete. But it looks like a lot of the inside of the factory floor wasn't fire damaged. There's conveyor belts and some odd machinery. Machinery that you don't really recognise that's dotted around all over the place. There's no real indication as to what this place made. There's a few gantries running overhead and offices dotted around the walls up above and a few on this level. You probably don't want to go up to the gantries. Those do look like they're falling down. Hmm. Though the windows are broken and, as I said, the roof is caving in, the acoustics in this place, yeah, they're not bad, actually. It's keeping enough of the outside world outside and... The echo isn't too bad in here. Yeah, you could probably do something with this. We like the echo, Scott. (laughs) Okay, the space is good, but if you get closer to these machines, it reverbs off there and creates a different effect. Yeah, I feel like we could get a lot of percussive sound just out of the space itself. Yeah, and and the pigeon shit really dampens it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's like foam. Natural thumb. <laughs> this is great. We could put a sh- on a show here, I think. It doesn't just need to be a practice space. Well, why don't we try actually playing here first and figuring out what it sounds like before we start making plans, Cece? <sighs> Fine. Uh, Minnie, do you want to leave again while we play, or are you going to stick around? No, I'm going to stick around for this one. And she's standing looking at this machinery. She She's not fluent in machinery, but she is pretty good with electric and electronics and that. So she is just kind of curiously mm. looking over these machines, looking at where the power cable goes. I mean, she's, she's fascinated by like, what the hell are these? If you want, you could give me, let's say, either an electrical repair or mechanical repair role to Ooh. get some idea about this. Well, let's see here. It looks like she hit a 39 under 50 on her electronic repair. Nice. Then, yeah, looking at this, you've perhaps been into a few manufacturing plants of different kinds around the city over the years, and you've got no idea what these machines are meant to produce. But more than that, the power cabling, everything here just looks strange. You're you're not entirely convinced that these are any kind of power cables you've seen before. They look like they're designed to take a lot of electricity, but given the size of some of the machines and the conveyor belt, that's perhaps not too surprising. 
But the insulation on them, the materials they're made of, everything just looks weird. As she's following the cord, she's trying to tone out the three children. That's probably in her head is what she's thinking right now. Tone them out as much as she can. She's tapping her pen on her lips. She's thinking like, okay, push comes to shove. We might be able to monetize this either for aesthetics or if I can pull this down and sell it, they might be able to afford lunch next week. Okay, we have options. Okay. And she's going to turn and look to Cece. You guys are starting? I'm sorry? I'm 45, Minnie. I heard your inner monologue there. Oh, do you always hear my inner monologue? Because if so, you're going to be in for a treat. (laughs) It's the horse pills that Blaine gave me. Do you think we can get this equipment running, Minnie? I I really feel like we could get some cool sounds out of this stuff. Maybe. Mm, These cores were composed to handle a wide bandwidth of power. And I still don't know what the machines are going to do. Why aren't you playing? You know you only have me until two. He's just holding a belt sander. (laughs) (laughs) Blaine is in the background, and he's in a deep stance, and he's he's warming up his theremin. <sighs> There's a fine line between warming up for theremin work and Tai Chi, isn't there? <laughs> it's very similar. It's a little bit more um, violent. Like Tai Chi is flowing and smooth, and this is like a little bit more manic. So when y'all were saying theremin, I thought it was a drug. I had to Google it. Ask your doctor about theremin. <laughs> Now, that's a good point. Some of our listeners may never have encountered a theremin. Do you want to describe this instrument that Blaine is setting up? Okay, Minnie, so what Mm-mm. do I do? Don't set us up like that. <laughs> Minnie, don't give a fuck. Minnie, come here. I don't think you understand what we do. And I think as a manager, it would be important for you to really understand my instrument. My instrument, the musical instrument... <laughs> Do you want to understand? <laughs> Minnie, I don't know what I ever did. What did I do? <laughs> Blaine, I've been wondering that for the past three weeks. <laughs> okay, well, I work a MOOC theremin, all right? And you don't make contact with the instrument. The instrument is itself independent of me, but it's based on the interplay between the musician and the electronic field. With my hands and distance between, the frequencies change and it makes noise like and I can put fuzz on it and all kinds of- And she walks away. Many where are you going? Blaine, I think it's really cool that you vocalized it when you have the instrument with you. (laughs) It's not plugged in yet, you fucking imbecile. You're going to sit here and criticize me and you didn't even know you had your shit with you and you were sitting on it. Do you want another pill? Yes. Do you want another pill? Who wants a pill? Who's a buddy? Want a pill? He throws it. Oh my God. Where does it go? I'll chase after it. It bounces along and goes underneath one of the machines. Okay. Well, I'm going to go get it. I'm not wasting that. You can have to crawl underneath the works of this. I just killed Cub. I weigh 70 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Crawling underneath the works of this is absolutely possible for you. It is like putting a drain cleaner down a pipe. 
I've had lovers describe it like that too, Scott. (laughs) You just used the plural, so I know you're bullshitting. (laughs) Damn. Need some ice for that burn? (laughs) You crawl underneath this machinery. It's dark and it smells a bit under here. And there are a few rat skeletons under here as well. Well, skeletons, they're desiccated and there's a bit of fur and meat on them. But they do look wrong. They look kind of twisted. Maybe they were electrocuted here and spasmed in strange ways. Oh. But they do look twisted around in funny ways. Okay. Cool. Can I... Um, find the pill. <laughs> Give me a spot hidden roll, actually, to see what you do. Are you trying to entice me into a sanity check? <laughs> I rolled a five under 50. Look at that. Extreme success. It's a five because if passing the spot hidden means that he sees something sanity busting. So that's why roll 20 is being nice. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. The pill has landed in the open cranium of one of these dead rats Mm. and looking at it it does look perhaps like the head maybe exploded or peeled open or something there's no obvious breaks but the cranium is split open focusing on the exploded head I, i would like to make a sanity check if you're okay with that yeah i think that's fair And this might decide whether I go for the pill. And I almost fumbled. Uh, I rolled a 95. I think it's still only one point. It's quite a minor thing. It's just weird and unsettling, particularly here in the dark. It's enough to make me try to scoot back out without getting the pill, though. Hmm. Uh, There's a lot of dead rats under there. Uh, uh, Yeah, I think they got electrocuted. It's fucked up. Go check it out, Blaine. (laughs) I bet it made great noise, though, for whoever was here. Do you think we could find some more and electrocute them during the song? The tiny screams in the background? Minnie told us we have to stop killing animals during our sets, though. (laughs) At least while I'm still on contract. What you people do when I'm gone is all up to you, I promise. (laughs) That's just for rehearsal. Minnie, you can't leave your inspiration. Yeah, Minnie, you're so good. Am I Blaine? Am I CC? Is that how you feel, Bonnie? Am I inspiring? And there's a little five, six black woman with her hands on her hip, giving you mommy face. (laughs) (laughs) I find it inspiring. You just have such a logical mind, and we're so creative, and, uh, you know, you're inspiring in a different way. I just think you two like being yelled at and dominated. The sooner you come to terms with that, probably the sooner this relationship will go. Blaine shoves his hands (laughs) in his pocket, sinks his head, and walks off. (laughs) (laughs) Blaine has mommy issues. We all know this. That reminds Cece of his one experience with a woman. (laughs) (laughs) And she has found the button to make those two people go away. Yes! Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's going to start setting up his Commodore 64 looking for some outlets. Why did you bring your video game? Well, I told you I've been experimenting with uh, synthetic vocals. It's really cool. Oh, yeah? Tell me about it. 
It's a vocal synthesizer, Blaine. And you plug it into the Commodore 64 and it uses a voice called Sam and it goes like, Blaine, we are here to party. What if we wired that <laughs> through the theremin and I was able to manipulate your pitch and tone? Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Just don't tell me what you're doing before we do it. You know it messes with my discordant bass chords. <laughs> Fair. The yeah. one problem you have at the moment, though, is power. Because obviously this place has been abandoned. You can do something, I guess, with, say, car batteries and stuff like that. But in terms of mains power, you've lived in squads, so you know something about perhaps tapping into the power grid and hijacking electricity supplies. But there's no way that this is still going to be legally connected to the power mains. Blaine, I thought you said this place had power. And it does. We just have to access it. Oh, did you mean like dark materials power? What? Because that's important too. No, I, like electricity. Do you remember what Jim told us when we were doing that shamanic kind of uh, lesson? Yeah, he's told you to stop drinking, you're killing yourself. <laughs> uh, no, the other Jim. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. We don't talk about Jim. Bonnie says, playing with an evil eye pendant they're wearing. <laughs> Many points from across the room in affirmation to that statement. Okay, thank you. Minnie, is it okay if we try to tap into the power here? I mean, it's uh, our property now, right? Legally? Mm-hmm. That's definitely how squatting works. Yeah, let's see what we can do. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, but the law doesn't fucking matter. We're here, therefore it's ours, bitches. Minnie, will you help me? I think you were pretty good with electronics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good, too. We can work together. Hey, Minnie, can I use your skill? Okay, thanks. <laughs> Looking around, there are plenty of power cables around here that you could repurpose. And some of which, if you went out to a power pole outside and tried to tap into it, and some which probably could carry the main supply. Oh, dear, that sounds too dangerous. That sounds like a lot. Uh, maybe we just go acoustic today and like Blaine has a really good emulation with his voice of the theremin. I can make percussive instruments out of some of the materials we find in the factory. Did you just volunteer to take away what I have? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to plug the theremin in, right? Yeah. So anything that doesn't require plugging in. So basically, none of the equipment you've brought with you will work without power. None of it. <sighs> Fuck. Including the recording equipment you have, the 8-track. Oh, yeah. Band vote? Should we go try to turn on the power? Yeah. Duh. Idiot. I mean, what in the fuck are you thinking? We need Jackson 2. It's good to have an uneven number of band members now for these votes. <laughs> well, there's three of us. Two of us agreed we need to turn on the fucking power, Cece, so we're turning on the fucking power. Okay, well, we'll be right here, Bonnie, if you need us. Oh no, you're the one who does setup. <sighs> Can't ruin these fingers. <laughs> That's true. I just have to beat on buttons. Okay, does anyone want to come with me to turn on the power? I'll go. Lane's good at management. No, I'm not. Shut up. It's certainly going to take at least two or three of you to do this. Whenever Minnie dies, I think Blaine's going to take over the management of the band. Everybody can still hear you. 
<laughs> you, you know, there's this thing called Echo CC. Oh, it's the fucking pills. Okay, uh, let's go, Blaine. <laughs> now I'm hearing people's inner thoughts. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Shit is contagious. <laughs> <laughs> the acoustics in this place are just that good. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The inner thoughts acoustics. Okay. All right. We're leaving to set up on the main power line. I'll be ready to route it in when you guys have it set up. So we're all going together to set it up, but Bonnie's not going to be doing anything because base hands. Right. Maybe we yell the code back into the building and then you can test it, Minnie. Does that make sense? Sure. Can the code be something that wouldn't alert to police or wouldn't alert police that we're stealing electricity? Um, yes. Fuck the cops. A cab, a cab. I was thinking like one way ticket to Haiti or something like that, where it just sounds like we're just kind of doing a regular transaction. Sure, that works. Okay. (laughs) Are you trying to get black market kidneys again, Cece? I mean, if you want to do something else, we could do like, I don't know, like a robot spreading peanut butter on bread. (laughs) Last time you tried to do one of those bullshit code phrases, it turned out to be an actual code phrase. Yeah, and then it turned into a song name. Bonnie. Yeah, after we almost died. Anything is a dildo if you try hard enough is going to fucking rock the charts. (laughs) It's a really good song. It's really theremin driven, too. So I think it's... It's true. But what he's saying (laughs) in the title isn't that, like, just the orifice can make things fit. It's about the expansion of consciousness, like the expansion of the receptor. Like we're, we're bringing minds into the forefront. What is an idea but a dildo of the mind? <laughs> <laughs> it's a zen comb. <laughs> what is your third eye but a brain clit? <laughs> <laughs> You can't say stuff like that, Wes. (laughs) Brain clit. Yep. Yep. My solo project is brain clit. (laughs) Yep. We have arrived. Yep. I'm sorry. We made it. We made it. (laughs) So, Scott, what kind of roles would it require to climb a power line? I'd say for what you're doing at the moment, I'd probably want a combined climb and electrical repair role. Okay, I didn't know if you would let us sneak by with Dex there. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> go fuck yourself. So. <laughs> um. like... I feel like I should probably give Blaine a bonus on the climb roll for being tall enough that he doesn't have as high to climb as everyone else. <laughs> My climb is pretty good. I'm at 40. Oh, this is going to be fine. <laughs> and I get a bonus die? I have 50 in survival urban. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're a perfect spotter then in case there's trouble below. That is a metal fusion band. Yeah. <laughs> You have climb, but not electrical repair. Between you, you make a functioning human being. So what is your plan? It looks like it's high up there. I used to climb ropes in gym. It was the only thing I was good at. Okay, do you know how to fix it once you get up there? No. I mean, I'm going to figure it out, maybe. <laughs> Why don't you climb up there and then Minnie and I can yell instructions on how to how to fix it? 
So Blaine looks at, do we have like a screwdriver or like a, like a wooden screwdriver? <laughs> so I don't fucking zap myself. <laughs> if you want to decide whether you've got tools that are safe to use with high voltage, let's put that down to a luck roll. Okay, great. Oh no, you're the group luck guy. I am the group luck guy, so I might as well roll it. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't go great. <laughs> well, <laughs> fuck us. It looks like the, the screwdrivers you've got will conduct electricity a treat. Mm. Okay, like, high school was a long time ago, but if if I use these, I'm, I'm absolutely going to die. No, you're fine. Just ground yourself. <laughs> Blaine, like, kind of sheepishly looks at Cece. <laughs> Is it the pills again? <laughs> no, I, th- I think you can do it with these tools. You'll be okay. Uh, I went to high school too, but it was 30 years ago. I was unschooled. <laughs> oh, that sounds badass. Yeah. What'd you learn from the streets, Bonnie? <laughs> Everything. Including you probably shouldn't use screwdrivers on that. Did you learn how to uh, steal electricity, Bonnie? Are you a cop? <laughs> oh, what, do, what if we steal some car batteries? I like that idea a lot better than me being zapped off a high perch. <laughs> <laughs> Would Scott do that to you? <laughs> Oh my God, would Scott do that to me? <laughs> That's the tamest shit Scott could do to me. Oh, yes. Scott killed one of my characters for eternity one time. <laughs> oh, God. What I would say is, as you mentioned, Rena, Bonnie has, what was it, Survival Urban? Yes. I will be generous and say you could use that to work out some way of tapping into the electricity grid safely. Nice. Didn't you power a full tent city one time, Bonnie? Yeah, but don't say that too loud. Someone might turn me in. Well, how'd you do it? (laughs) Ah, fuck. I rolled a 100. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh. This was inevitable. <laughs> I would almost argue that we deserve whatever's about to happen. <laughs> so tell me how you're tapping into the electricity first. Are you going up to one of the power poles? Are you trying to find one of the few properties in the area that has power running to them and, and tap into that? What are you doing? Probably a power pole is what Bonnie would be thinking because it's the least obtrusive and less likely to be noticed out of all of the bad options. So you've worked out a way of shimming up the pole, perhaps using your belt like a lumberjack, using these these fairly dodgy tools that Blaine's given you, and one of these cables... You connect it all up, and there is just this almighty flashbang. You can feel the electricity coursing through you, and you have 
this strange sensation for a moment of just being pulled outside yourself. You feel yourself for a moment just connected to, it feels like everything, but more importantly, you can feel yourself, your, your mind just seems to be expanding for a moment, and you realize you're inside all the machines inside the factory. What you realize is quite a weird configuration of electrical cables within the factory itself. As the electricity and as your mind flows through them all, there is this horrible feeling for a moment that you're not alone. And then you're lying on the ground, underneath the pole, bruised, your hair smoking. I have a buzz cut. There's not much of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's even less now. I am going to inflict a bit of physical damage. Mm -hmm. You only take three hit points of damage. That could have been a lot worse. Mm -hmm. So is this when I make the sand roll? Yes, let's have that sample for that <laughs> feeling of everything being alive. 68, that's a fail. I'm going to give you a D8 for this. Oh, yes. Oh. And I rolled a one. God damn it. Oh, fuck. I was hoping for an early bout of madness, but no. Like I say, there is that feeling that, that there's something very strange about that machinery in there. But what's perhaps even worse than that realization, or at least compounding that realization, is that you were entirely successful with hooking that cable up, and it is drawing power, and you can hear some of that machinery inside starting up. You can hear things now moving around within this, the factory, and some of the sounds those machines are making maybe they're damaged but there's the sounds of metal rubbing against metal there's the sounds of definitely electronic and electrical machinery motors running but some of the ways those sounds are interacting with each other maybe or some of the sounds themselves and the acoustics in there they're not like any sounds you've ever heard before they're there's something unsettling, something very strange, something completely outside your musical experience. There's something in there, guys. We're being watched. Fuck, I hear it. Yeah, there's, there's electricity in there. Is there a better band here? <laughs> Is there a better band here? Blaine, did you set us up? What? Did you set us up, Blaine? What? Are the cops coming? Grab Blaine by the front of his shirt. How you're warm and you smell like an ashtray. What is going on? <laughs> Look, you just got shocked. What are you talking about? There's something in there. Electricity. Yeah. We were trying to get it out. And it's watching us. Yeah, we hear it. It's the machines. No. In the machines. It sounds like the machines are singing to you. Just to Bonnie? No, to all of you. Oop. Oh. They're singing, Blaine. Can't you hear that? Do we hear it well enough to make a sand roll? <laughs> I don't think it's that unsettling yet. Not yet. Soon, soon. I mean, it just sounds weird at the moment, but weird sounds are, you know, that's what you're all about. 
Manny, you should sign those machines. Wait, y'all hear that too? I thought that was just my consciousness coming up with a new album. It sounds interesting. I think we could use it, maybe. Blaine, you've come up with like 18 different new albums over the past three weeks, and we know you're not going to go anywhere with them. So... Hey, that's not fair. It's hard being a creative genius. But you wouldn't know anything about that. Maybe a little too critical. (laughs) Why are you so shitty right now? (laughs) What happened? It's the electricity. Ugh. Minnie is going to start heading back in because she wants to know what exactly is making machinery sing. That's fascinating. And plus they have Mm. power and they only have me for another hour and 45 minutes. So she's going to (laughs) be heading that direction. But before she does, she's going to have to stop and look at Bonnie. And she's just going to very quickly reach her hand out and try to grab like Bonnie's chin. And like, hey, you okay? There's something around. It's watching us. I don't like it. And normally Bonnie wouldn't let Minnie touch them. Mm-hmm. Bonnie doesn't trust authority figures. <laughs> but <laughs> you you can tell that this has freaked Bonnie out because they are letting you touch them. What do you need right now? I need them to stop dicking around so we can just play some fucking music and make it go away. No, I'm so sorry. Let me rephrase that. What is something that I can actually provide for you that you need right now? <laughs> Another in and out of character at the same time moment. (laughs) (laughs) Can you just help me set set a couple of pieces of the equipment up so that I have an excuse to not talk to them at the moment? Yeah. Bonnie, can I talk to you for a moment? No. Cece, go upstairs. (laughs) Go upstairs, Cece. Minnie and I are working on something. Thank you, Minnie. Bonnie, I've got an idea for something. Can we talk for a second? <laughs> Blaine, does Bonnie know that you've been tapped to play theremin on the fan-made Garbage Pail Kids movie? Stop, stop, do talk about that right now. Oh, I don't want to jinx it, I'm sorry. Bridget is going to try this via Mini. The one thing I would hate more than anything in the world is for Cece and Blaine to go to fuck upstairs. <laughs> and then she waits. <laughs> so you want us to stay here? I hate everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they could do anything useful upstairs. <laughs> She's going to spin Bonnie and start walking them upstairs. If they're going to stay here and dick around, maybe we can get some distance that way. Okay, we're going. Okay, okay, okay. As I mentioned, the upstairs part, the metal stairs leading up in the gantries and so on, are quite rusted and they make some alarming creaking sounds as you head up, though (laughs) as far as alarming sounds go, they're perhaps not as strange as the noises coming from the factory floor itself. This is weird, Minnie. Never heard noise like that. It's cool, but do you think they're... Putting in cameras and things to watch us now in all these abandoned buildings. They want to make sure they stay abandoned because they can't stand people who don't have places to go taking over places that are empty already. Sorry, what were we talking about? No, hey, do you need somewhere to sleep? Do you need to, like, move in for a couple months or something? Minnie would know Bonnie lost their partner Valerie recently. And so Bonnie's just been kind of living alone for a couple months in a tiny studio apartment in a very bad part of town. 
and they don't get out much. Yeah, we're going to move you into the basement. That'd be great. <laughs> My grandson will love you. It'll be great. Come on, let's go. go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Looking around, making sure there's no cops. No, not that you can see. <laughs> <laughs> what a relief. <sighs> what is happening in this room, Scott? I, Bridget is terrified to ask, but I'm genuinely curious, too. Now that you've gone up onto one of these shaky, rusty gantries, you can see in looking down that the machines, or at least some of them, do seem to have come online. They're vibrating. There's pistons or motors or something moving inside some of them. The conveyor belt is trying to move, but it's rusted and it's stuck. You're not really sure what any of the machines are really trying to do. What the... What kind of factory was this place? Blaine didn't say. Minnie, have you seen anything like this? No, never. And she's kind of looking around in awe. Are the, the these devices, are these the ones that are singing or is something else causing a song? There's definitely strange sounds coming from some of them, but... The lights are flickering around you as well. There are fluorescent tubes, big industrial-sized fluorescent tubes up in the ceiling that are flickering in a way that, you know, if you've got photosensitive epilepsy, is probably dangerous. Mm. Yeah, you, you can hear some of these sounds. They're coming not just from the machine and from the broken conveyor belt, but from the walls around you. Maybe it's the pipes or maybe it's something else. No, I have no idea what these do, Bonnie, but I will say one thing. It's in your budget. And if you can complement the acoustics, <laughs> the lighting is already perfect. I mean, this could be a new venue for you guys. Well, I only play in free places, you know that, many. But that background singing. I guess we'll just have to see if it picks up on the recording equipment. Mm -hmm. You can see Bonnie's fingers are kind of subconsciously sort of moving as if they're playing their bass like could really do something fucked up with this yeah it's weird now that you're listening to it more it's it's only occasionally but some of the interactions it's almost like you can hear words or at least that pattern recognition part of your brain is making out the shapes of words perhaps it's perhaps like listening to a really distorted version of a Cocteau Twins song, which is a reference anyone of my age will get, and the rest of you can fuck right off. Congratulations <laughs> to the four of you. <laughs> I'm just smiling and nodding as if I understand what that means. The voice in our heads is so fucked up sometimes, I swear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Can you figure out what those words are? Just sounds. It's like we've got a ghost in the machine. <laughs> oh, it's so good. If she goes and puts her ear flush to the wall and like actually concentrates on trying to pick up on words, can she pick up on anything? Nice. Give me a power roll. That's not what I wanted, Scott. This is when you get eaten by the wall. <laughs> right. Give me an ear preservation roll. Right. So I was about to take a chunk out of you. Give me a you did this to yourself roll. 
And I have a you did this to yourself uh, failure, too. There's the shape of words and the shape of language, but none of it's really making sense to you. But maybe that's just because there's something so deeply creepy about it that there's some defense mechanism in your mind that's just stopping you understanding it. Or maybe it's just that you, you can't understand it. Push the roll. Push the roll. So here's here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> but OK, we're going to go for it. What are you doing to push this? So she has her face up against the wall. She's feeling the vibration. She's feeling the heat, but she's not being able to, to connect anything. She's like, okay. So the machinery is concentrated over here. Those cords that she looked at earlier. So actually, mm, let's go listen at the spot in the wall where she traced a line down previously that is uh, conducting the highest amount of bandwidth. Let's go listen there. The only problem with getting to that bit of the wall is you're you're having to lean over the gantry a bit just to get your ear up against it, and the the safety bar is is fairly rusted. Bine seems to be holding your weight. You're probably fine. Yeah, it'll be fine, right? We'll climb over that. We'll we'll lean onto the bar and uh and we'll go ahead and lean into this beginning of a TPK mm. and. I am so proud of us, guys. <laughs> this is just a massive team effort right here. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is a beautiful team effort. When the family comes together, that is a pushed roll, <laughs> an 89 over 80. So what Bonnie sees is Minnie <laughs> leaning over this bar about 20 feet off the ground over some rough concrete. And she places her rear up against the wall and... She looks at you for a moment, and her eyes go wide, and her mouth opens, and you can hear the sound of machinery pouring out of her mouth. Yes. She's looking at you, this indescribable expression on her face, as the bar creaks and gives, and all of a sudden she just tumbles down into darkness. For a start, let's have a sanity roll, I think, for Bonnie for having <laughs> witnessed this. Uh-huh. Bonnie, this is called trauma. <laughs> 97. <laughs> no, it's not a fumble because my sand is over 50. You only lose three points of sand for this. As an involuntary action, you do just cry out an alarm. And just for a moment, there is that, that sound of perhaps the machines echoing your cry back at you. What the fuck? What the fuck? Meanwhile, downstairs, Cece and Blaine were waiting for Bonnie and Minnie. What were you doing down there? We're going to start unloading equipment and trying to get set up to see if we can get like a, a total sound going with the machines. Mm. Yeah, we're messing with our, our equipment. Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll pull your equipment. You pull mine. We'll, you know, we'll work together. <laughs> Until it's all plugged in and charged up, right? Um... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Blaine is now arranging his theremin and listening to the the frequency of the, we can still hear it, right? Oh god, yes. Yeah, now that you're inside, uh, yes, it's coming from all around you in ebbs and flows. So let's say while that was going on, we got everything set up and I'm trying to match the tone of the voices with my 
theremin. As you're doing that, as you're matching the sound, there's another sound that your theremin can't quite match, which is a sort of creaking sound and then a thump Mm. that you can just about make out through the rest of the sounds. And from the corner of your eye, you can see something moving. I mean, there's things moving around you all over the place, and these machines are moving in strange ways. But, yeah, you saw something fall as well from just over to your right. Hey, did you see that? Yeah, the God, the percussive noise in here is so intense. Let's go see what it was. Yeah. And so we're going to go over towards, I think we're going towards where we saw something fall. Yeah. And I think I'm going to roll a d10 for the damage for this fall. <laughs> yeah, Minnie has taken seven hit points of damage from the fall. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Was that a major wound for Minnie? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so can you give me a constitution roll? Yeah, I'll give you a constitution roll, the middle finger, and everything else, babe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Marvelous. Probably a critical success at some point. It was. You are conscious, but at the same time, you're feeling completely dissociated from the pain in your own body. And you can feel that you've probably broken bones, but but that's perhaps not important because you've connected with something larger than yourself. You've connected perhaps with a, it feels almost like a second body, one that hurts at the moment in different ways that's broken in different ways but perhaps yeah is more robust is easier to fix and certainly that feels a lot less fragile and ephemeral than this one that you're in at the moment (laughs) and where is she right now she's on the ground outside no, you're on the ground (laughs) inside the factory just under this this gantry but at the same time, you're also sort of everywhere. Well, that makes sense, right? Because I can hear everything. Yeah. I can see everything, but I can't really hear anything at all, and I can't really see anything at all. I think I do want a sanity roll for this growing sense of um, consciousness and this sort of loss of sense of self. Yeah, you know, with a 95 on that sand check, I think she just surrenders. <laughs> you do lose eight points of sand. Jesus Christ. It's a great day for this character, guys. <laughs> nice. This, this is wonderful. And um, she rolled a hundred on the intelligence check. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get that break from the husband. <laughs> That's the bonus for Minnie. She's checking out of that marriage. <laughs> is that like rolling a one for a- What this intelligence check represents <laughs> is you understanding the full horror of the situation. So I think on 100 here, what that means is you have catastrophically misunderstood the true meaning of the situation (laughs) Mm. very nice i think on that it's fair to say that yeah perhaps 
Perhaps you do realize that that broken meat sack that's lying on the ground isn't really you. That was just an illusion. <sighs> yeah. It's all been an illusion, right? I've been yeah. walking through time and space and 62 years of misunderstanding to get to this exact point. Mm. With your best friends. I need to show the others. Cece and Blaine were heading over, and you can see <laughs> that Minnie is lying there on the ground. There's a bit of blood, and you're fairly certain that her arm isn't meant to bend that way. In fact, <gasps> that thing that's poking out of her blouse, that, that that's bone. <laughs> I love this. I'm just still stuck on the fact that this person achieved like utter enlightenment and completely doesn't understand it. I love that concept. I'm it's broken my brain. I want to write a whole movie about a character that gets there. That's fucking brilliant. It, like just getting it and missing the point is amazing. Like the anti-Buddha. The anti-Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking amazing sorry okay so she's a broken sack of bones here yeah yeah holy shit uh blaine uh hey, what the fuck uh, mini hey, mini are you okay hey mini 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 wake up breathe breathe blaine hey, breathe, breathe. she pal mm, look at my eyes look at me what? look at me blaine what? look at me I'm, don't look at the I'm body trying. look at me I'm blaine trying. look i'm trying what look at me yeah. look at me look mm -hmm. at me open your eyes yeah. open your eyes by the time they've gotten through that <laughs> bonnie's already down the stairs checking on me <laughs> <laughs> there is vomit slowly coming out of blaine <laughs> and dripping down the front of him <laughs> Bonnie, uh, Minnie has some busted pipes or something. Uh, does anyone know first aid? I actually do. <laughs> Blaine, wipe your chin and do some first aid. <laughs> Maybe not the first rule of first aid, but one of the important ones is don't vomit into open wounds. Okay, he won't. Mm. He's gotten himself together and reconstituted. Yeah, I'll do a first aid roll for Minnie. Oh, Minnie, I'm sorry. I have to fix you. <laughs> <laughs> that's an 11 against a 70. There's something that's happening with that, that sack of broken meat that's lying on the ground there. Someone's doing something to it, but what does any of that matter? Uh, Blaine? I'm trying to fix you. Uh, are you okay, Minnie? Dumbest question ever. When you hear Minnie's voice, it's not coming from her mouth. Oh, no. Minnie? It seems to be coming from everywhere around you. Minnie, I hear you. I hear you everywhere. Are you tapped into the speakers? No, I think it's the HVAC. <laughs> Minnie? <laughs> Minnie? You smell like a sink clogged with hair. It is Minnie. <laughs> Were you reading my lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> Are you writing ballads again, Blaine? <laughs> she was important to me, Cece. <laughs> Minnie, are you an angel? <laughs> yes, like a coffee mug shaped like a crocodile. Minnie's lost her mind. What the fuck does that mean, Minnie? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with Minnie? <laughs> she must have a concussion or something. 
Do we need to roll San on Minnie's voice? I think you probably do. Okay. I passed my San roll. It's not a concussion. It's just an electric toothbrush as a vibrator. (laughs) (laughs) I passed mine spectacularly. You use the electric toothbrush for your brain clit. (laughs) (laughs) Blaine, can we use that as the band name if Minnie dies? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I failed that. Blaine loses two points of San as... There is that unsettling feeling that you're not talking to Minnie anymore. You're talking to the factory. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed. Or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits, and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you, and good luck out there.